Welcome to Beyond the Shoots is presented by Parasite Systems. Now, BTC is on the road again. Well, one of us is on the road. I'm actually I'm actually recording up here in Taylorsville, Kentucky. I don't travel until tomorrow, but my co-host Sam Swearingen. Now, before we go any further, Sam, I gotta introduce you properly. Sam Swearingen is a two-time IFR Saddle Bronc average winner. And you're in Guthrie, Oklahoma now, Sam. How are you doing down there? Um, doing great, Doug. The weather's pretty nice today. It was a little chilly, and it looks like it's going to get chilly on the weekend. But uh, it, it's it's nice out there today, and just having fun. Very very cool. And you already seeing some folks. Folks are showing up already. Yeah, um, they got a lot of events going on all week here, and there's people here, and it's uh, had breakfast with an old friend, uh, Wally Terry. Uh, I think it was in 82, he won the bull riding in the IPRA. Okay. So, uh, okay. It was good. So let's talk a little bit about everything that's going on down there. You talk about it being busy, stuff going on. I know the, the Queen Contest is going on right now. And this is the 54th International Finals Rodeo. And the schedule looks like this. Tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, the the first performance opens up at 7.30. Then there's Friday night performance. And on Friday during the day, Sam, we've got the old-timers reunion. We're going to be going to that and catching up with some old friends. And I fit right in now. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got the proper card and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to it for years when I could have because I didn't want to be old. But, hey. Sometimes you have to admit what's going on and enjoy what what you have in front of you. It's where we are, right? It's what we're going to be doing. Exactly. Absolutely. And then on Saturday at uh, 1 o'clock, we are going to be, Sam and I are going to be going down to the IPRA Contracts Act Showcase. I'm excited, Sam. We get, to, we get to watch announcers, listen to announcers. We get to see all kinds of dress acts and barrel men, performers. I'm excited about it. So we're going to go down there and we're going to be able to report out on that as well. And then Saturday evening, performance number three of the International Finals Rodeo is at 7.30, Saturday night, performance number three. And then the final performance is going to be Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And um, I'm excited about all this. And after each performance, Sam, they've got the Buckle Awards ceremonies. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the Buckle Awards is not just for the winners of the go rounds mm -hmm. but also the livestock mm -hmm. so uh it, it's it's a nice deal we'll get two for one in each event and uh, get to visit with them and yep. see how their day went absolutely how their day went how they're feeling what they draw for tomorrow all of that stuff so i'm excited about that and we're going to have our our little zoom podcast uh, recorder with us sam so we're going to be able to walk around and talk with folks and uh i want to get a bunch of short interviews and a and meet a bunch of these competitors uh this year uh great sponsor sam uh when you talk about the international professional rodeo association wrangler is with them loves is with with them uh did you stop on the way down and fuel up at loves those truck stops they're the best i have yes <laughs> many times many times <laughs> many times absolutely and we've got ram 
uh, pickups, of course, Ram trucks, uh, OG&E, uh, Oklahoma Gas and Electric is uh, is the sponsor, and Montana Silversmiths handing out all those buckles, 1030, following each of the rounds. Uh, so be great to see all of our competitors there pick up those buckles. Now, before we get too deep into the uh, International Finals Rodeo, Sam, I want to back up just a little bit if we can. Last weekend was the... Um, was the WCRA, the World's Champion Rodeo Alliance, the Stampede at the E that opened up on the 3rd, ran through Saturday the 6th, and I tell you, IPRA Cowboys and Cowgirls had a great showing there. Uh, a little bit of trivia for, for our folks. Derek Garland is the 2020 uh, through 2022 IPR World Champion Bull Rider, and in... In the Lazy E, he placed third this year. He won fifty, almost fifty nine hundred dollars there, Sam. And and what an opportunity for these guys, you know it uh, it opens up the whole world to them. And uh, if you win three of these events in a row, you win a million dollars. A million bucks. And it's it, it's just it's just wonderful to have these kind of opportunities. Very very difficult to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very difficult, yeah. but it's gonna. It's been done once, and it will be done more times. It's just a a great thing for these IRA contestants and anybody that uh, you don't have to. It doesn't matter, and the and the world is opening up to beyond the lines of associations mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. They're realizing that uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just an alphabet soup and it doesn't mean anything and go do what makes you the most money you can get. Absolutely. And I like that, the alphabet soup thing. And you're right. It's time to, it's, we're all one big pool of professional rodeo out here, right? I mean, when, when you're going to hear some of these numbers and you've seen them, Sam, you see these numbers, when you hear these numbers, this is professional rodeo paying big money out. So just running down through, we had a bareback rider, Sam, at uh, the Lazy E this last weekend. He placed third overall. He took home $3,000. Um, so Quentin uh, Lunsford, we're going we're gonna to see him in the bareback riding. He comes in here ranked number 10. And Justin Thigpen, we're going to talk a bunch about Justin Thigpen today. Over the next, uh, over the next four or five days, we're going to talk about him. Um, he is running this year, Sam. Uh, he's already sitting at 21 titles, okay, world championship titles. He's got an opportunity because he's here, uh, of course, the all-around puts up a, an award uh he's here in the tie down calf rope and he's here in the steer wrestling so he could move to 24 world champions championships based on this weekend but when he was at the lazy e he picked up fifty three hundred dollars sam in the tie down calf roping yeah this and, and this is set up for people like justin who is multi-talented um this WCRA, he doesn't travel extensively going to rodeos. I mean, he goes to a lot of rodeos, To get, don't get me wrong, but he, mm-hmm. he's a family man and puts on rodeos himself, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have the opportunity to travel, but now he's got the opportunity to win a million dollars. Absolutely. Um, it, it is just, it, it is built for people like that, and it, it works. Yep. 
Yep. I love it. I love it. And you're bringing cowboys, cowgirls from all over across or all around the United States to these events. We had some big names uh, at the WCRA, of course, coming from the West and that sort of thing. And again, the IPRA Cowboys, Cowgirls did great. As a matter of fact, Chase Crane in the steer wrestling, he placed third at the Lazy E Arena, uh, made $3,500, the Oklahoma City Cowboy. And he also was at the North Carolina um, WCRA event back in October. He took home six grand that weekend, Sam, Two WCRA weekends bookend, uh, and he's he's taken all uh, ninety five hundred dollars just on those two rodeos. And wow, he lives half hour away, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty nice to have it in your backyard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it just yeah, that's that's what the opportunities these are these guys are having. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, and Julie Plard, uh, the Canadian cowgirl, comes out of Quebec. She won. Uh, she placed fifth in the in the average and made it into the Triple Crown of Rodeo, what they call the final round. Um, and she won uh, $4,000 uh, in that place, fifth. And in North Carolina, she placed second, Sam, of all the cowgirls that showed up in the cowgirl barrel racing. She took almost $8,500 away. And Julie, I don't, I haven't paid a lot of attention to the barrel race that yeah. much yeah. lately, but uh, I am now. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's a horse race. I mean, it's so competitive out there. If you you get that one horse that gets you up to that level where she's at, it's just incredible because you're going against hundreds and hundreds of girls to get to the WCRA. Absolutely. And, She's showing it there and at the IPRA what what good horse she has and how they got the connection together. Absolutely. No, you and I are, are going to be paying a lot of attention to the barrel race, and we'll get on that here in just a little bit. The amount of money that's up for grabs we'll talk about in just a bit. But she comes into this finals ranked number one, and she's made almost $58,000 in regular season earnings so far, Sam. And that's very difficult from where she lives. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's up in Quebec and, you know, ain't nothing close to there except for water and trees. That's exactly <laughs> right. She's got a lot of miles. So I'm for guess, her. Uh, we're going we're gonna to meet her. We're going we're gonna to get her on microphone. We're going to talk with her and find out what her season's been looking like. To your point, I got to imagine she's putting a bunch of miles and out on the road a bunch. Um, another cowgirl in the barrel racing did really, really, really well down there. Kendall Scruggs, she comes into the IFR in fourth place. Uh, the Mississippi Cowgirl at the Lazy last weekend placed second Sam second in that TCR average she won almost eleven thousand dollars Kendall's been at this a long time and she's done very well in the IPRA and she is due for a big win I mean like a million dollar win and it looks like she's not on track this time but mm -hmm. uh I'm sure she'll keep at it, and mm -hmm. they know what kind of horse she has and how good that horse is. And you bet. She just seems to do it over year after year. Must be a heck of a jockey because yeah, yeah. I don't imagine it's the same horse that she's 
done so well on for all these years okay yeah absolutely no we're going to be paying attention you know uh, as we get into it, we're going to be talking to this or talking about this is kind of the story of the julies there's three julies in the in the top three uh, and then of course we got kindle coming in behind that so we're going to be talking about that now heath Kent, uh king in the in the team roping he's a header he partnered up with stephen uh, Britnell. Uh, at the Lazy Arena, and they took out $5,350 at that event. And at the WCRA in North Carolina, they were third in the average, Sam, $4,100 there. The North Carolina Cowboy, uh, Heath King, he's coming in here ranked number one in the heading. He's he's bringing $40,000 in regular season winnings with him. So he and uh, we're going to be paying attention to him and Stephen Britnell. Uh, and by the way, Stephen is ranked number one in the healing as well. He comes out of Knoxville, Tennessee, not so far from where I am here, Sam. He's earned $46,000 coming in so far. Well, Heath King, I don't know him, Yeah, but uh, if you look at the town he's from, mm-hmm. it's Leicester, North Carolina. There you go. <laughs> and spelled exactly the way my hometown of Leicester, New York is spelled, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of unique, Yeah, but uh, must be a heck of a hand. I know Stephen very well, okay. and okay. he's not going to rope with somebody that's not outstanding. And Stephen, uh, you know, he's been around a long time doing this. But he is a horseman. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He rides good horses. He knows how to handle horses and what to do. And he is a true professional horseman. And I think that helps his roping as well. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And then coming in on the heading side, uh, we had Jake Wells. Now, he partnered up with Briar Hamilton at Lazy Arena. They play seventh in the average, $4,700. In South Carolina, he was he roped again with Briar, uh, and they won $5,400. So ten grand for this Alabama Cowboy over those two rodeos, Sam. Comes in here ranked number three. He's got about $26,000 in winnings. We're going to talk about the big money. You uh, When we get to that, to the big money that's available at the IFR. And we're going to see some of these while there's some looks like some decent spreads between, you know, first, second, third, we're going to see how quickly that money can eat up those, those spreads. And that's, that's the thing, you know, if the guys at the top do their job, um, they'll be okay. But uh, you get somebody that gets on a roll and starts plugging away at them, they can close that gap in a hurry. And it, you never know who's going to be the champ at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we've already talked about Brian Hamilton on the healing side. You know, he partnered up with uh, Jake Wells. So uh, last one here is Casey Hicks. And he he roped uh, at uh, the Lazy E there and placed fifth, it looks like, with about $1,500. And when they were at... Um, at the North Carolina, they ran a 6.99 in the first round, placed them first there. Uh, this cowboy comes in ranked number 10th. He's got about 17,000 on the year, but 
the the fifteen hundred dollars. So let me let me back up just a little bit. The Lazy E Arena event is actually in this next year's standings. So it didn't have any effect. Now North Carolina did, but this one has no effect on the on the world standings as we're looking at them right now, Sam. But some of these guys are getting a heck of a boost to their season. And think about that. This money, that kind of money coming in this time of the year, that helps ease some of the traveling dollar uh, crunch that you're headed toward, towards uh, as as they get busier in the spring and head into the summer. Yeah, and, you know, the traveling expenses in the winter is, is just – more costly everything is more money and it's more headaches and you know a lot more work so um these guys that are taking advantage of these wcras and getting the jump on them we're going to have to find out how much of this money counts towards mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. what percentage mm-hmm. yep yep but uh yep. anybody that wants to run at a title should be going to these all the time you bet you bet you bet and then finally, uh, Cody Dousher, uh, WCRA Lazy E, comes in first in his event, $15,350, Sam. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? It, you know, 15000 it, it it's not life-changing money, but it, it's sure very nice chunk to get in January when there's not a lot oh, of man. things going on. Yep. Yep. And and again, building those bridges, you know, we talked about knocking down the alphabet soup on the on the associations, putting them all under one great big arena called or uh, umbrella, I should say, called the World uh, World Championship Rodeo Alliance. Um, What a great way to bring it all together, as you've already said. What a neat, neat way to bring it together. You know, it reminds me, especially these winter rodeos like this, reminds me of the old days with the with the Longhorn rodeos and the world's toughest rodeos, the big building rodeos, the big indoor arena rodeos that took place January, February, and March. Yeah, it, the difference, you know, they didn't have them every weekend. Mm-hmm. They are... They don't, the WCRA doesn't go every weekend like they did, Mm -hmm. but uh, the money is there even better because the carrot at the, at the end is a million dollars. So it, it, it allows them to, if they do well at these, to get a, a jump on the other contestants. And it also allows them to have something to ride and look forward to, to dream about. You bet. You bet. To you know, that's what it's all about. You know, you want to win. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to win. Yeah. And uh, not everybody can win. Yeah. But yeah. Lord knows you you want to. And when you do. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? Absolutely. So this weekend, we're coming back to the IFR now. We're going to talk about round money, average money. You and I have talked about this in the past. Money has darn near doubled, Sam. Total cash payout in these next four rounds is a half a million dollars. 500000 will be handed out. Now, as we look at the money, um, the average is is going to pay uh, twenty um, eighteen thousand. Oh, let me back up. The average is going to pay seventy four hundred dollars to win. Uh, each go round is thirty seven hundred dollars to win. So if you come in and do a Sam Swearingen, win all four all four rounds, 
win out, if you will. Um, so four rounds plus the average, you're going to walk out with $22,222.21. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, bless you. Me. I, I, must, I must have been thinking about getting that money and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> caught a breeze. Uh, but uh, yeah, 22200 Why didn't they make it? Two hundred twenty-two dollars and twenty-one cents. I'm gonna make it twenty-two cents. You know, it'll be like hitting a lottery. Well, just so uh, you know, <laughs> Dana tells me when she, she rounds to the nearest dollar. So she, you're not going to get your twenty-one cents from Dana. Okay. Our rodeo secretary, <laughs> right? Um, but so you know, as we've seen, not impossible to buck off all the bull riders in a round, except maybe one. We've seen that. And then when you got the ground money, if you're the only one that uh, rides a bull, Sam, on an evening, that is going to pay you, including ground money, almost $9,300 for that single day. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and you know, the, it, this, it's not out of the realm for somebody to win this 22,000. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. 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 You know, things yeah. gotta, it's gotta be your turn every day. Yep. But, uh, it is very possible. Very possible. You bet. And hopefully by the fourth performance with our pre-show, we're talking about somebody doing that. You bet. You bet. And when we talk about high money, you know, the IPRA keeps track of all the high money winners over the years. And just for a little bit of trivia, uh, do you know who holds the all-around year-end winnings uh, total earnings? And by the way, it's uh, $111,587. Do you know who owns that or who holds that record? I do now because you put it in front of me. But uh, I guessed wrong the other yeah. day when you yeah. asked me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, good for him. I've seen Cord. Uh, a couple of days ago at the sale, yeah, asked him yeah. about the horses. I sold them, and uh, yeah. we chatted a little bit. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I would, I wouldn't have guessed it, Cord. I, I did guess. I thought it might be Jet or Dan Daly, but yep. uh, his brother, yeah, Cord, yeah, Cord looks like he was quite a bit, like thirty thousand ahead of everybody oh, so man. good for him big 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 winnings big 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 winnings and i think this is a year of course with the amount of money that's online i think a lot of these records fall for example in the bull riding cord mccoy was holding that from 2002 the record's about 53,000. hudson bolton comes in here the young man out of tennessee uh young young man he comes in with rather regular season earnings sam of 50,000. he's only three grand away and we said okay if you were to win out that maximum twenty two thousand he's gonna he's gonna make about seventy two thousand on the year about forty percent more than cord made back in in two thousand two Ronnie Field uh, holds a record in steer wrestling. Justin Thigpen uh, is going to go, could, has the possibility to go way up over the top of that. He could come in at about 49,000 if he wins out on that 22. Um, Justin, and, and in the, and in the tie down calf roping, uh, same thing. He could, Justin leads the way with 35 coming in. Um, the IFR max, he could walk away with about almost $58,000, which would be about 50% more earnings than the record. But we got to go to the uh, cowgirl barrel racing. 
Sam. The record is $57,000. Judy, uh, Julie uh, Plard that we talked about to Quebec cowgirl comes in already with $58,000. If she wins through $80,000. And according to my calculation, other than potentially Justin Thigpen on the all around, she could be our, one of our, I got to put her at least in, she will be in the number two position if she wins out, Sam, on the total earnings for the year of all the contestants. Isn't that great? I mean, a girl from up there doing, doing these kind of things, be able to come in and win that kind of money and be right there. Uh, maybe she'll pick up a rope and win the all around. I'd love to see that happen. That'd be year. fun. That would be uh, great a, fun. A woman win the all around. That'd be so exciting. You bet. So you exciting. Bet. And speaking of picking up a rope, uh, cowgirl breakaway, um, Kyla Matthews, who set the record last year at 26,000. She comes in, Sam, with almost 31,000 already with the IFR still to go. And with that 22,000, that put her almost 53,000 on the year. She would darn near, she would more than double her record from last year. So I love these contestants and the amount of money that's on the line. Final event is going to be our team roping, Stephen Brittnell. Um, and uh, Heath King both come in leading their their standings um, and the amount of money. They're going to be mid-60s if they win out here, Sam. So a ton of money, um, and I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Ju- Julie Plard. Um, I'm so excited about the barrel racing. I put a post up on Facebook, and I said I, I'm going to admit it. Barrel racing is my favorite event in rodeo. So if that gets me some hate mail, Sam, that's where we go. Oh well, you got to be have something your favorite. Yeah, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but Doug, uh, yeah, I would like to talk about the bull riding for okay. just a quick bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shows Cord McCoy here with fifty two thousand and uh, two thousand and two. That that was uh, what he had won. Yep. And and second is Clinton Cessna with oh, wow. forty five thousand. Forty five thousand. Nineteen ninety six. Okay. Well, um, that was a long time ago, and Clinton was quite the amazing bull rider, mm-hmm. uh, just just incredible. But that that year, I believe it was that year, he was really sore, and he said, "I'm not getting on my bull tonight." Oh, and wow. I, thought, I looked at him, and thought, "Wow!" And yeah. Clinton never said that. You yeah, know, that was never in the mind. Okay, so I knew he had to really be hurting. I said, "Eh, eh don't don't turn out yet." Yeah, I said just. Let's go down there and, you know, put your rope on or, yeah. or see how you feel. And yeah. we, we kind of talked about it and went down. And uh, he knew the bull he had was really just just right for him. And uh, he got to putting his rope on and the adrenaline started flowing. And he did it. Yeah, he ended up getting on, rode the bull. And I think he was the only one to ride that Oh, night. my gosh. So, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. It, it just goes to show you that uh, don't don't give up on your dream, and he it, it worked out. You, you know? bet it was you bet, and he did everything so perfect when he rode. He did everything right, and he rode through the pain, and 
I think he won. The, that was the year he won the world. Okay. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. Yep. Yep. And those are the stories, Sam. I love that story. And I know he comes out of Pennsylvania. He was a traveling partner of yours for a while. Um, those are the kind of stories we want to capture when we're, when we're down uh, in Guthrie and we're both there. Um, and some of those stories that are happening right now. And, you know, I just said $9,300 to your example, $9,300 if you're the only bull rider to ride. And you go, okay, that's not bad, $9,300. Well, what's the odds it's two rounds, right, based on the pen? Mm -hmm. What's if it's three? I mean, you realize all in, all done, you're almost $40,000 just in ground money. You know, um, and the bulls these days – uh, everybody's got good bulls. They're just, uh, they're breeding for them. And it's not like it used to be where, you know, you went somewhere and it was just decent bulls and some good ones, but now everybody's got good bulls and it, it's, it's going to be good to watch. You bet. I hope they, I hope they ride, you know, half of them every night but uh we both know that's yeah not gonna happen. that's gonna be tough with the caliber of the bulls absolutely um and it a lot of it comes down to our senior pro rodeo judges our pro rodeo officials um and we got four of the best sam um and and you can talk to any and talk about any of these guys stephen ratsford he's done this for years he's been a pro rodeo official for the last probably 10 years 12 years sean coleman i show that this is his first year of uh, of of uh, judging the event, Rick Chafin, another Cowboys been around parody official, Clint Corey, right? Uh, what was it? 1982 IPRA world champion. Clint Corey is back for the second year. He's going to be a pro rodeo official. Yeah. Uh, all these guys, uh, Rick Chafin and uh, of course, Clint, they, they're, they're just doing it because they've been there, done it, enjoy it, and still want to live the lifestyle and make sure that uh, the money gets to the right people. It, just good competitors. You know, Clint, there's not uh, a better man, mm -hmm. not just a cowboy, but a better man that put it on a pair of boots than Clint Corey. I got so yeah. much respect for him. Yeah. 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 And hopefully we get a chance to talk with him. He's on, I think he's the number one on my list to get an interview from Sam. Good. And, I look forward to that. And we got Dennis Morse too. Don't, don't, don't let me, don't let me, <laughs> yeah, we got lots of names. Don't we got lots of names. Yeah. Uh, back judges going to be Christian Bastian and Joe Crawford and our rodeo secretary. This is the 19th year, Sam, uh, Dan again, Miss Dan again. Of course, she's, she's connected to us. She, when she broke out in 2010, and of course we got an episode that we learned all this from her. When she broke out in 2010, she came to work for you full-time she went on the road i should say full-time as a pro radio secretary and you gave her your whole northern run yeah um when i met dana it was a few years ago quite a few and uh i was kind of the secretary i had didn't want to do all of them and it was it was tough i i I like not having to worry about things when I'm in a rodeo. You know, mm -hmm. I got enough things that are going to pop up. I don't want to worry about 
uh, finding another secretary. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it just it made perfect sense, and I'm so glad I did it. She does such an outstanding job. You, you don't you don't have to double check her. She actually double checks me. So yep. it, uh, yep. it, it, it was a wise decision. Yep. And when you talk about breaking down the the alphabet soup, I mean, she, if you ask her what she is, she's a pro rodeo secretary. Now, that could be the International Professional Rodeo Association. It could be the Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association. It could be the American Professional Rodeo Association. It could be the Arkansas Rodeo Association. She doesn't care. She's a pro rodeo secretary, and she's one of these folks that helps us bridge all these all these associations together, Sam. Yes, and, you know, why not Yep. go where you can make the money, Yep. Or you get paid. Yep. And uh, now she's a part of the WCRA and working in that aspect there. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's about making a living to her. Oh, absolutely. And if you got to make a living and, and any way you can do it. That's great. That's great. Absolutely. And to your WCRA connection, you're exactly right. Um, And she was in Cowtown last fall when they handed out the million-dollar check to R.C. Landingham in the bareback bronc riding because he won three of these Triple Crown events in a row. They wrote him a check, gave him a check for a million-dollar Sam. She was there. She was the rodeo secretary putting it together. Yes. And what what a... You know, it just goes to show you, people, get on this WCRA bandwagon. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't back up. Go forward. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then announcers up on the announcer stand. We've got uh, Mark Northall. We'll, this will be his seventh year announcing the IFR. And uh, brand new to the announcers platform is going to be Dylan Roast. So we're looking forward to hearing them in the Lazy Arena. That's going to be great fun. And, Sam, I, I want to slow down when we get to timers because, you know, like the rodeo secretaries, as I've learned, I mean, we've got a – this is another group of people that the rodeo simply does not work without and the better your timers the better it runs and we've got two of the very best sherry sumner is here and jennifer reynolds um sherry's done this rodeo for years and she's worked some for me on and off through the summer when she was there um does an outstanding job you don't have to worry about it just everything's good jennifer reynolds i don't know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't know where she come from but i'm if she's here, she's got to be very accomplished at her job. You bet. You bet. No. Um, and we're excited for her. To, uh, I, I love all these folks that are coming in maybe for their first time. This is this is the big stage. So it's very cool for everybody to be here. Pick up, men. Um, and I'm going to let you talk about this first gentleman just a little bit. Trace uh, Houston, McBain, Michigan, the Houston Rodeo family. Yes, uh, Trace, I've known him quite a while, probably since he was about 14. He came to one of my rodeos. His dad was uh, picking up, I think. Anyway, we're going to Nova Scotia after that, ah. or Newfoundland or somewhere up there. Uh, I was taking stock, and we were up in Massachusetts, and Trace was just a 14-year-old kid, and they, I... I yeah, I think he did enter it, and uh, he had one of my pretty good horses, Aunt Forty, and his name was Badlands Molly, mm-hmm. and 
my gosh, if the kid didn't write them, wow. <laughs> I wow. stand there and say, wow, yeah. this kid's got some talent. Yeah. And I had heard about him that he was doing well, but uh, I got to see it firsthand at a young age. You bet. And he had qualified, right, for the IFR in the past? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's partnered up. There's three pickup men all in. So Trace and then Logan Moore and McKinley Belvin uh, will be picking up with him. Uh, then the barrel man this year is Mike Wentworth. And I believe this is his first time in the barrel in the, in the IFR, Sam. Yes. Uh, and I haven't seen Mike in a long time. And his uh, relation goes back to... Dick Corey, I think he's married to his granddaughter, and they say he does an outstanding job, and we'll be able to talk about that as the week goes on. Okay, okay, excellent. Um, And just from a trivia standpoint, Sam, bullfighters, we're going to go there now. Who was at IFR 51, and I think that's 1953, something like that. Um, Who was... Can you name one of the uh, bullfighters from that uh, from that first year? <laughs> Anyone stand out? I'm just going to say Lethal Harris. <laughs> Lethal Harris, absolutely the great. Uh, and and not, yeah, okay. not a lot of folks know that Sam that he was actually a bullfighter became before he became a barrel man. And and as Hollywood told us during his interview, if you wanted to be a funny man, you had to be a bullfighter. You know, it was almost like I need a bullfighter and if you can tell jokes, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what you know, us contractors get very inventive. So that if we can save money and hire one person instead of right. two, uh, right. but that was the criteria, Yeah, you know, yep. you were a bullfighter and you took the barrel out there and you needed to tell jokes and you'd yell a joke up to the announcer and then he'd repeat it over the microphone because it was no, no cordless oh, mics yeah. or anything. You weren't mic'd the, up for, for sure. The, yeah. yeah. For the barrel man. Yep. So, uh, it, uh. Everything evolves, and most of it for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and these bullfighters have evolved. I mean, these guys have gotten so good. We got three of the best. Miles Essick is here. Mark Weber, several times bullfighter here. Miles has fought here a number of times, and Jeremy Cohen uh, is our third bullfighter. So we're we're looking for these guys. We talk about the caliber of the bulls um, and the challenges that these bullfighters are going to have. So um, we we want to give them a lot of encouragement and, and everything as they as they get ready to ride or get ready to uh, work in the arena, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, uh, they are so important, so important and much more to me now than that. I got a son riding, but uh, yeah, yeah. You it, it, uh, they're, they're the lifesavers of uh, just like the pickup men with the horse riders. You bet. And when you get at this level, you know, you don't have to worry because they're good. You bet. You bet. And then uh, Rough Stock Gateman, we got Wade Hazlett. Of course, uh, he comes out. He's worked with you a bunch, Sam. He comes out of North Washington, Pennsylvania to give a hand. And Joel Chafin will be partnering with him. The timed event Gateman is going to be Daniel Harrell, production manager. So the guy that makes it all works, Garrison Panzer. And then photographer is going to be 870 Sports Photography. Um, and I do believe our spectators, anybody listening that's going to be there or check them 
them out online. There's going to be some great shots that are be, that'll be taken at this IFR. So 870 Sports Photography will try to get their link up so that you can check out what they're shooting. Music director, Mark Evans, and the arena director is Kelly New. So is Kelly new now? Is this his first time or? <laughs> I don't know, but is no Kelly new is his last name. N E W. It's exactly what yeah. it says. Exactly mm-hmm. what it says. You know, and I want to just talk about Wade Hayes a little bit, just just for a quick minute. He uh, fought bulls for me for years, and of course, be being frugal, I had had him open and shoot gates at the same time. So um, knows what he's doing. Just a good bunch of personnel, and I'm sure it'll be a wonderful event. You bet. You bet. No, going to be great to see him and, and Renee and and hang out with them while they're there. Um, going to be a lot of fun. So let's shift to the point standing, Sam. We're going to start off with with all around, uh, the all-around world standings. And, of course, Justin Thigpen, the Wake Horse Georgia Cowboy. You realize he's 41 years old this year, Sam. Six foot. Four. He's a big boy, and he is qualified in both the steer wrestling and the tie-down camp roping. Not only is he qualified in both those, he's leading in both of those uh, events as he comes in. And as I said earlier, he's already standing with 21 world championships all in. So uh, between the all-around and, and all the uh, world championships, he could move from 21 to 24. And for what it's worth, Sean Miner is sitting at 23. We're going to see him at the at the finals. He's going to be there with his son, Cole, going to be working in the Contract Act Showcase. We're going to check that out. And then, of course, the great Dan Daly sitting with 29 world champions, uh, championships all in. But Sam, Justin Thigpen, what can you say? He used to come up. We see him a lot up through the Northeast. Yeah, Um Justin's just a athletic specimen, you mm-hmm. know, there's no other way to put it. And he, he steer wrestles and he's good at it. You know, he's winning, but his heart is in the calf rope. And okay. He, okay. he really cares about the calf rope. And you, you can tell when you have a calf in there that he doesn't like, he lets you know about it. And, uh, it, uh, he just loves the calf roping. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and in second place in the all-around points championship, about $15,000 behind, Justin is Zeb Chapman. Um, but he's also qualified in two events. He's in the tie-down calf roping. He's in the team roping. He's a header. So, Sam, if he wins out, there's forty-four grand all in there and that'll be it i i think 15 is it's it's far from safe does that make sense when both cowboys are competing in two events yes yep um if they get on a roll look out you know i don't think anybody's going to win forty-four thousand, but it uh if they get on a roll and can pluck out fifteen thousand from each event that that's quite a Quite a big boost. Quite a big boost, absolutely. And then looking down through here, one one fella stands out. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Eli Hirschberger out of Worcester, Ohio. He's part of the Rawhide Rodeo team. Uh, he's an all-around champion. He's he's uh, he's got nineteen thousand dollars won in, and I believe at saddle bronc riding for sure. And we're going to see him at the finals this year. Uh, but I think he made the the rest of his money in steer wrestling, didn't he, Sam? 
And he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I got to laugh because steer wrestling, Eli's only, you know, 5'8 and 180 pounds maybe, yeah. 160 pounds. Yeah. But uh, he never even did it at the ranch, you know. He never did shoot dog. And then I know, I'm sure they boys played around at it because yeah. they always do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was when he told me he was steer wrestling. I said, what the heck are you going to do that, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, he did everything else, you know, rode bareback, rode bulls, did everything at the farm. But uh, now he's steer wrestling, so good for him. You bet. You bet. Um, so moving on to the bareback bronc riding, um, we've got uh, Tanner Phipps coming in lead. He's he's won about $31,000. Uh, and uh, second place, Joshua Crager, Four-time world champion is only $720 behind him, Sam. But Tanner Phipps, he is your reigning world champion. He won the, picked up the title last year. So 32 years of age, uh, up against Josh Craiger, the veteran. You know, Josh is, as I said, four world championship. His last one he won in 2020. Uh, seven IFR average championships and the Columbia, Tennessee Cowboy. We're going to see how he rolls in here, Sam. Yeah, um, Tanner's big, strong, really spurs those horses hard, uh, does does a great job. Josh's style's a little different. He sets up a little better and lifts them horses, and that could be why he's won so many averages at the finals. It's just uh, uh, more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Way of doing it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then another cowboy I want to talk about is Blaine Houston. Um, we've seen him at the WCRA. He had a great event in North Carolina. Um, and, and of course you got to talk about a cow camp rodeo up there in McBain, Michigan. Uh, Sam, you've been up there several times. Um, talk a little bit about that rodeo. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it, uh, it's always on, uh, Labor Day weekend and it runs, through there they had to add another performance this year so they had too many people oh wow watching it to have seats for really so, they had that kind of spectator draw in that neat yeah you bet well, what a good problem oh and that what a great a good problem. problem you bet and uh it, it's just a good family and the rodeo is amazing when i was going there was one in sparta michigan about uh oh maybe two hours away that was in the afternoon you could go oh, to nice. mcbain at night yeah and uh so I, I never really we were always on the road i never hung out there too much but they say it's a a great time and i know the they they put on a great rodeo you bet and it's a beautiful place i mean it's got camping it's got trail riding and do you realize blaine's great grandparents bill and bonnie started this rodeo i don't know how many years ago um and just a huge rodeo family. Now, Bonnie, just, she was a rodeo queen back yep. in the day. Just a beautiful lady. Yep. Um, always just so nice to be around, friendly, come and talk to everybody. And it, it it is something to start one and have it going this long with the whole family. It, this is, might be the vision she had in mind. Mm-hmm. For all the boys that are named different <laughs> cities across the country, absolutely, and, uh, absolutely, it, it's kind of neat how how they did their kids. But uh, yeah. it it 
I, I, it might be the vision because the family has stayed together up there yeah. and done so yeah. much with it. You bet. And IPRA family members that are still active, that, that hold their cards and all that, Trace Houston, Star, Ty, Miles, and Haley Houston, uh, all part of uh, all part of that IPRA uh, family, if you will. But Houston's Cow Camp, McBain, Michigan, Labor Day, exactly right, Sam. Um, so back to the IFR. In IFR 5, Jimmy Cleveland set the arena record with 90 points this last couple years we've seen stuff you know 84 85 what are you predicting here that you're going to see for scores in the bareback bronc riding um i would say the between 80 and 85 okay um, I, I i think that's probably a fair guesstimate okay so. okay excellent excellent um and then let's shift to the uh bull riding uh, and in the lead coming in is this young man out of Milan, Tennessee, or Milan, however you say it, Sam. Uh, this young man comes out of high school rodeo. He's a rookie by the name of Hudson Bolton, high school rodeo cowboy. He's won already over $50,000. Wow. Wow. That, that's good for a high school kid, you man. know? Uh, man. He, he, he must be talented. Absolutely. I haven't seen him ride, but he must really be talented to do something like that. Yep. Well, we're going to be paying attention here. In the arena record, um, uh, Bobby Gillis, uh, Dennis Morris, who we're hoping to talk to, Tyson Hughes, were all 90 points. That's the arena record. Last year, we saw an 86 and three-quarter points. Declan Garland, uh, 2022 bull riding champion. What are we going to – what are you thinking you're going to see uh, in the bull riding this year as far as top scores? I would say mid – 80s to higher 80s for top scores okay um, that, that 90 okay. is just a special mark to get to yeah uh, yeah it, it's just very difficult every all the ducks got to be in a row but would i put it out of the question not at all but yeah. that's a tough okay and and Nicholas Bryan is here. He comes out of Quebec, and, and he's in second place, Sam. And just give a little bit of basis to the amount of earnings this young man, uh, Hudson Bolton, has won. He is approximately $31,000 behind coming into this finals. Well, I guess Hudson's got it wrapped up, <laughs> unless there's a, I, uh, a big mistake on everybody's part. Well, but, uh, you know, but yeah. I guess I guess somebody could close in if you had got that forty grand in ground ground money and then fourteen grand in average. I suppose it could happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 on paper it could happen. Will it? Probably not. But uh, yeah, on paper it happened. But yeah. Hudson being a rookie and winning that kind of money, uh, that boy might have a whale of a future. You bet. You bet. I've got to imagine a PBR. I've got to imagine everybody's looking at this young man. Um, yes. And I'm, I'm going to scout him out for the Carolina Cowboys this weekend. Uh, okay. Are you really? Okay. Well, why not? Why you know? not? We're there. Why, why not? not? Right. You look at all the people that came through the IPRA that, uh, yep. were amazing bull riders. Yep. Uh, so why not? Yeah, absolutely. Get her, get her eyes open. Um, and in the saddle bronc riding, we're going to shift to that. Now, the arena record was set at uh, IFR 20. Justin Rowe did it with 90 
points. You were there, Sam. You saw that rodeo. Uh, and you hold the second highest score at 89 points at uh, three years prior to that. Um, and you, we've heard you describe that ride, I believe, where you got off and you thought it was just terrible. You thought you didn't ride well. And then they announced 89. Do I have my story right? Uh, you do. Yep. And I just, it was one of them rides where I scratched the whole time and felt bucked off every jump. And I do have a picture at home that my hat is about 10 feet in front of the horse. So that means that horse sucked back and went sideways. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, in watching it on video, it, it was a good ride. Yeah, yeah. And, then Justin was 90, and I should have broke the judge's pencils. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I had it for a couple of years, so it's do you, good. Do you <laughs> remember Justin's ride? Yeah, yeah. It was completely opposite of mine. Okay. Uh, my horse was extremely rank, rank, hard to get there on, mm -hmm. did everything he could to buck you off. And Justin's was jumped and hung and he did spur this horse outstanding, and the horse was great. You know, yeah, that horse is just wonderful to ride. I never was able to get on him, but uh, it was an outstanding ride, just outstanding. Okay. Well, we're looking for that tonight or this weekend as well. You know, as we look at the top five, Sam, you realize from first to fifth, they're only separated by about $9,500 total. And as a matter of fact, second place is only $300 behind. So Joe Farron comes in, Cottondale, Florida. He won the average last year, IFR 53, comes in with about 33000 And um, Cody Gortson is approximately $300 behind him coming in. And then uh, Rudy Troyer out of Scottsville, Kentucky. We got to talk to the Kentucky Cowboy while we're there. Uh, uh, Cody Reinhardt is there. So we got a bunch of bronc riders that can get it done. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be good watching again, Sam. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't mean to not say anything, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, uh, I think it's going to be very good watching and watch that Rudy Troyer. Okay. Um, okay. Really, really keep your eye on him. Okay. I, I think he'll, uh, he'll give them a run for the money. Yep. Okay. It'll be interesting. Okay. And, and Cody Reinhardt is your reigning world champion, Sam. And even though he's coming in a little bit deeper in the field, fourth place with about $30,000 won, uh, he's won three world championships in a row. So we're going to keep an eye on him as well. Yeah. And all four of those guys are, are so good. Okay. You know, um, so don't count them out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, yep. Uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling Rudy is going to really give him a run for it. That's fun. That's fun. Be nice to have a Kentucky champ. Absolutely. Bluegrass State. Here we come. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and I don't know the answer to this. I got to imagine they're brothers because number five is Eli Troyer, both from Scottsville, uh, Kentucky. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're brothers. And they had another one, that uh, brother that worked for me some. Oh, okay. And was okay. very athletic. Uh, the, the, the story with them is that family was Amish. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And okay. The whole family left at the same time. Oh wow! 
the mother and the father and everybody left the community. Really? So, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Timothy Troyer was the one that worked for me, and he's 12th, and uh, that boy is so athletic and a lot of, a lot of talent. And I wouldn't count him out to win the average. Yeah. He's sitting in fourth place or 12th place. I should say Weatherford, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Weatherford, Oklahoma. And then, uh, speaking of, uh, fellow work for you for a number of years, Eli, Eli Hirschberger, uh, comes in number seven. Uh, we got to talk with him, but what have you heard? How's he feeling after that, that terrible wreck at the mid States rodeo finals? Uh, he says he's good. Uh, I don't know. He's a lot like Dale and, you know, he's not going to admit to anything. We've had some good conversations on his way out here and I'm not pulling for anybody more harder than Eli. Okay. He, he tries so hard and uh, it, it's just uh, when it's his turn, they're going to all know it. And just a good kid rides good and hard. Uh, so looking forward to him having a great weekend. You bet. You bet cheering on these guys uh, i love all the connections sam to the rawhide rodeo company so and uh raymond hotstetler he qualified as well but he is opting out to go to the prca circuit finals first frontier circuit uh, finals in harrisburg pennsylvania this same weekend so we're going to wish him luck as well yeah um raymond he's supposed to call me and let me know how he does uh and he he just rides so so good. If he doesn't get his head doesn't get in the way of his riding, he'll he just outrides everybody there. And I just think he'll tear him up at the circuit finals. That's only three hours from his house compared to coming out here mm -hmm. twenty twenty five hours. So mm -hmm. um and he's a good family man. His family's gonna go there and I, I'm just so proud of that guy. You so bet. So proud of him. You bet. You bet. Um, and then moving on to the tie-down roping, uh, the record, uh, Ken Bailey and Sean Coleman, who is our, who is uh, one of our pro radio officials, hold the arena record, Sam, at 7.4 seconds. Um, we saw last year, we saw a 7.9 be fast. And uh, two years ago, we saw a 7.7. 7. Justin Thigpen, he holds 10 championships in the tie-down calf roping. Uh, most recently in 2021, he's, he's won two uh, IFR final averages. Um, is this year, as he comes in here, he is about $12,000 ahead of Zach Cargyle. Zeb Chapman's in third, Jared Norin is in fourth, and Andrew Bucks is in fifth. Can Justin hold on? Can he? Have you heard anything? We know he comes out of the WCRA last weekend smoking. I got to imagine he comes in ready to run. Um, I just, it's, it's going to be Justin's to lose, and he doesn't make mistakes that, that often. So, if I if I was at the tables, I'd put money on Justin. Okay. Uh, that this is his favorite event. I'm very surprised he's only won two averages though. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That 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 kind of surprises me. But uh, when you got that kind of lead and you're as talented as he is, it's going to be hard to beat him. You bet. You bet. And Zeb Chapman, Lafayette, Georgia Cowboy, comes in in third. He's the guy running after uh, Justin in the All Around Points Championship as well. Yeah, I've known Jeb quite a while, and uh, he he's really talented. 
and the all around would be the thing that I he could catch Justin at more so than the calf rope, and I think so. Okay. Okay. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. Absolutely. Um, and let's go to the big man event. Of course, we're talking about steer wrestling. Uh, lots of records here. A uh, three-second run by Ronnie Williams at IFR 32, Sam. That's that's blazing. We saw a 4-1 uh, two years ago. We saw a four-flat last year. Justin Thigpen, the six-foot-four cowboy coming in out of Waycross, Georgia, has about a $7,000 lead over second place. Can he run at that? Uh, what do you think you'll see from Justin this week, time-wise? Um, I don't think that any of them can run at the arena record. Mm-hmm. Um I'm pretty sure that was a lot shorter score than okay. what they'll have here. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, whew, this this is kind of a loaded field when I'm looking down through here. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah this this will be this will be very interesting. You know, a seven thousand dollar lead that's two go rounds. So uh, we'll see what happens. This is you know don't count out Matt Fisher. He's very solid when he wants. When okay. things go his way. Okay, comes out of Ontario. We got an Ontario Cowboy in fifth. We've got, I'm sorry, in fourth, Quebec Cowboy coming uh, in fifth place. And back to uh, Justin in this particular event, he has won seven steer wrestling titles. Most recently in 2022, he is your reigning steer wrestling champion. He's won uh, IFR 34 and, and 40 uh, as far as averages. So... Let's see how he does. This is fun. And to your point, about 7,000 separates first from fifth. So good watching here. Big money on the line. And and I just got to ask, with the big money, Sam, $22,000 possible if you win out, uh, how does that affect your riding? How does that affect your mindset coming into a big event like this? It shouldn't affect it at all. It should not. If you're thinking about that, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. You got to think about that one steer you got and each, each step at a time, Yeah, you know, the one yeah. horse you got to ride. And even, you know, some of these events would, when I was riding would draw two go rounds and I would never even look at the horse I had next before I got through with the one I have now. Okay. So, uh, okay. you know, you gotta, you gotta put it in perspective and, uh, it, it's just one steer, one horse, one bull, and then then you have another one after that. Okay. And it'll all work out. Yep, 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 for sure. Um, shifting to the cowgirl barrel racing. Um, as I said earlier, this is the year of the Julies. Uh, Julie Plard, mm-hmm. Julie Thomas, Julie Goodrich, of course, the Goodrich family. And then in fifth place is this cowgirl, this rookie cowgirl out of Indiana. Um, she comes in in fifth place, Sam, and she's got some momentum as she, uh, um, as she's been rolling, but Kendall Scruggs. Had a great WCRA. The Mississippi Cowgirl had a great had a great WCRA um, uh, rodeo a week ago. Um, but Julie Pollard, I mean, she is twenty thousand dollars over second place. Um, but I'm and the ground is always good, right? And the lazy. And what's neat is for these rodeo cowgirls that have been there were there last week. They should know the ground. They should know the pattern. It should be pretty consistent, shouldn't it? 
I would imagine it's probably the same setup as it was last week. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, these girls that were here will definitely have a edge up on them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How far it takes them, I don't know. Yep. But uh, the the triple crown of Julie's. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> right. I, 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 you like that? I, I, I was kind of floored when I seen it. There. Yeah. And yeah. I said, oh, look at that. Yeah. All spelled the same and. Uh, and Julie Thomas has an outstanding horse. I I don't know uh, Julie Goodrich's horse. I do know Julie and her husband was an outstanding calf roper and uh, helps. They, they work a lot with kids. Uh, we actually went over and seen them when we were thinking about purchasing a place in Tennessee, which we eventually went to Georgia, but uh, just good competitors. So... Uh, I know Julie Goodrich will be mounted. You but bet. Kendall Scrubs is going to be the one to watch out for. If she did that well in the WCRA, that and means her horse is good in this arena. You bet. And and here's a little bit of information on Julie Goodrich's horse. She's got two of them, actually, that she's running. She's got uh, credit to, to heaven, 10-year-old Bay, and and, um, and and dash to heaven um is is the mayor that uh, that she'll be running there as well and then as we talk about um Kendall Scruggs of course coming off that great that great um ten thousand dollar win uh, um, a week ago um to your point the Mississippi cowgirl we're going to be paying attention and see how she does but there's some great stories coming up. You know, you look at Emily Stiles. She's riding a horse owned by Randy uh, Mauger. Uh, great story behind that, uh, and I'll just I'll just read what she, what they what they shared. Uh, she says her main horse Sophie's very special to many people. She was bred and raised by her aunt and uncle, then sold to Brenda Mauger as a five-year-old. Brenda tragically passed away due to cancer in 2021, and her husband Randy didn't want to let uh, Sophie the horse go. So this young lady Emily Styles started to ride that horse. And she says she's uh, this horse has opened up so many doors for her in the rodeo world and couldn't be more thankful to have her, Randy, and everyone else involved. So great story. There's always, always that story behind the shoot, Sam. There's always something that keys us in. Well, and that's why we do this. Um, that, that A story like that is, you know, the man lost his wife and now he gets to go and watch this horse perform. Uh, still a little bit of part of what he's lost yeah. alive and doing well. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, well said. And another one on the average to watch out for is Wendy Chestnut. Her horse is so solid, so solid. Uh, they don't make mistakes. They will be in there somewhere. Okay. Wendy Chestnut. Okay. I'll remember that. Number eight coming in. Vermont Cowgirl. Uh, you've seen her run then a bunch uh, coming out of Indiana. Coming out of Vermont. Uh, Vermont. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I was one row off there, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah. Pulteney, Vermont. Yeah. Um, yeah, she came to all our rodeos all the time. And that horse just handles any setup and any ground. Uh, you know, I've seen it run on great ground and seen it run on not good ground. Okay. And that, that horse just handles it. And they, they have a, a connection. Okay. A connection. 
Okay, excellent. And I'll see what I can find out, uh, some stories here about horses and that sort of thing. Maybe we can get a little more description on the horse that Wendy rides. Uh, shifting to the team roping, let's go to the, the heading side first. Um, we've got in the lead Heath King, and he is partnering up. So he comes in number one with $40,000 in earnings, and he's paired up with the great healer uh, Stephen Britnell. I believe they call him Booger Britnell. He comes in number one on the healing side. So lots of money here on the line for these guys. Um, uh, Heath King and Stephen Britnell's in first place uh, in, the, in the standings. Uh, the, next, the next header that we're going to look at is going to be Braxton Culpepper. He is sitting second in the standings with about $28,000. He is your reigning world champion. Uh, 2022, and he's partnered up with Brad Culpepper. Um, and I know you know a lot about Brad Culpepper and Stephen Britnell. And um, so Braxton and Brad, uh, right? Father son? Father son combination. Uh, Braxton, I don't really know him. I know Brad a little bit. Uh, an amazing, solid healer. He used to ride a little paint horse or like a souped up pony and uh, really talented on the hill inside been to almost any finals you could ever imagine you know the nfr many times but braxton the story on him when i lived in georgia and they're from georgia he they weren't living too far away from me i never went to their place they told me to come down rope with them but i wasn't good enough to ride their <laughs> horses so i didn't go right, right. <laughs> i didn't want to be embarrassed but uh braxton he uh roping he won a truck before he had it was old enough to drive really okay the story i've heard about him okay just, when you're around the cow peppers it's all business they take care of it and you're gonna have to watch out for them for the average okay. they, they will they'll either be in there real good or mess up real bad because they will not afraid to take a chance run at the barrier throw a long way you know at uh multi-talented ropers okay okay so we're going to be watching this as we go through um and uh, jake wells is number three in the headers race he's teamed up with briar hamilton uh number five in the in the healer race did i say heading uh he i said this wrong let me start again uh jake wells is third in the heading points race and he's teamed up with the healer briar hamilton who comes in number five in that standings and then sergio jr formanzin he comes out of new haven indiana 30 year old cowboy he's going to partner up with casey stripes or stipes excuse me with casey stipes uh who comes in number 13 now last year sam they ran a four and two was the quick time that was connor osborne sean credder uh can we see one of these teams we talked about run at that uh, run at those great times? Um, yeah, I think there will be a lot of four-second runs, and will there be a sub-four-second? That's that's tough. Mm -hmm. That's tough with the barrier they don't have here. But uh, it there there will be some four-second runs for sure. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, and of course, uh, when we talk about Stephen, uh, Stephen Brittano coming in on the healing side, he won the world championship in 2016 and 17. He won the IFR, uh, average in, uh, for IFR 46. And again, he is teamed up with Heath King. Uh, so a lot of great Cowboys coming in here. Zach Mabry, 
comes in number two, and he's teamed up with Cody Sanchez coming in uh, number 10 in the uh, heading race. The number three healer coming in is going to be Shane um, Edmondson, comes out of Alabama, and he's teamed up with uh, Kastin Peavy, who's uh, currently standing number seven on the he- on the heading side. And then, of course, Brad Culpepper out of Poulin, Georgia. You talked about him uh, paired up with his son. He is the 2022 world champion uh, healer. So we're going to be watching, as you said, lots of money on the line for these guys. And and something to point out, um, when we talk about team roping, it's 22000 up for grabs for each of the, the header and the healer. So Sam, perfect world, somebody could walk out potentially with a team could walk out with about $44,000. Yes. Yes, they could. And... It'll, it'll be interesting to watch with the team roping. When I look down through there, um, there's quite a bit of, uh, I don't want talent like Adam Pyers way down at the bottom, but that man can rope as good as anybody. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, and then in the cowgirl breakaway, the last event we're going to be talking about here today, uh, mother, daughter, Vanessa and Oralee Madison, um, they both come out of Kentucky and they're going to be, they're going to be doing the breakaway, uh, pretty good money for these cowgirls coming in here. Kyla Matthews out of Athens, Tennessee. She is your reigning 2022 world champion in the breakaway. She won the average last year. She comes off a, she come, she had a great North Carolina event with the WCRA. She placed seventh there, $3,250. Um, and in second place is Maylee Wade, white Georgia, comes in about $3,000 behind her. But this cowgirl, Sam, in, in at the North Carolina WCR event, she came in first. She won almost $26,000 on the weekend. Wow. Isn't that great to be able to win that money on a weekend? Absolutely. WCR event, people. You bet. You bet. Uh, <laughs> big money. And they're running for big money here. Perfect, yeah. perfect it out, man. Win it out, 22000 This is cool. This is really, really cool. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to push them to the next level. Mm-hmm. And... I've always said, you know, you're only as good as your competition when they start pushing each other. Yep. Look out. Things yep. are going to yep. things are going to get fast. You bet. You bet. Uh, and then in uh, third place is Adelie Carter. She comes out of Oklahoma, comes in with about $19,000 riding Rip, her horse, six-year-old sorrow, um, quarter horse gelding. And she in uh, she won the IFR 51 average. So we've got a stacked deck as we look at this. Uh, Vanessa Madison, we talked about, uh, 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 of course, Preston folks is her father. Uh, Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Madison, Crofton, Kentucky, comes in eighth. Uh, her daughter comes in 13th, the other cowgirl from Kentucky. So... I love this event. Uh, it is so fast. Now, last year we saw uh, 2.2, 2.2 seconds um, uh, take, uh, was the top or the fastest time, I should say, last year. Uh, but but uh, IFR 51, so three years ago, 
Um, there were two cowgirls went 1.9, Sam. Yes. <laughs> and you may see that again this year. These girls are so talented. It, uh, it, it's like a rookie in there can, they're, they're just, they start at a young age now from the high school rodeos and, uh, youth rodeos, and they just come right up through the line. And now they got something to shoot for later on. Uh, and the IPRA was the first one to recognize, uh, breakaway roping as a sanctioned event, which, uh, leader of the pack. Yep. And yep. It, it's just a good good thing for these girls you bet because it they didn't have it wasn't that long ago they never had breakaway roping yeah and yep now it's just a great 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 thing for them and to your point it's not out of the realm of possibility that a barrel racer like kicking it off the julies this year any of those top five um and if they were to pick up a rope Right. And get in that all around points race. The Cowboys would have to watch out because these cowgirls are coming. Wouldn't that be interesting to see all that shake out? <laughs> it would yeah. be. It would be. It'd be interesting. But no possibility of it this year. We've got no two event qualifiers for the cowgirls. So um I think we've covered everything, Sam. Anything stand out for you? I know there's going to be awards for buck and stock of each round, of each go-round. There's going to be livestock awards for the IFR. What's the bucking horse of the year for the IFR, for the event we're going to be attending? And then the most coveted, of course, if you're a rodeo stock contractor, is that bronc of the year. Uh, and I believe you've had eight of those titles in the saddle bronc alone. Um any predictions there? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on 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 uh, livestock of the year this year? Um, I don't know. I I, I can't say, Doug, because mm -hmm. I haven't been around to see what's out there. Mm -hmm. um, I know the stock is going to be good, mm -hmm. and to pick horse of the finals, it'll be it, it'll probably be tough. Bull the final will be even tougher because there's so many great bulls. But uh, I haven't been around and seen what everybody has. Okay. I haven't. Okay. I've, I've been kind of, uh, since I sold the business, I haven't seen or heard even what's out there. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's part of your charge be. this weekend, dude. You've got mm -hmm. to you got to spot the talent, okay? Yeah, you know, it used to be guys that come up to me, look, what, look at this horse, you know, and this guy's got that and show you a video. But uh, those days are in the past. You bet. You bet. All right. Well, a little bit later today, the draw actually comes out, so we'll know which cowboys are getting on what, uh, what Bronx, what, what bulls, that sort of thing, what livestock will be drawn for the timed events. Um, any, anything else to talk about, Sam, before we say goodbye? And uh, I got to get my bags packed because uh, I got to head. Uh, I, I got an early flight tomorrow morning. Well, you get your bags packed. Give me a schedule when you're getting in and – Hopefully, I can make it to the airport to get you. Hopefully, somebody does. <laughs> Hopefully, so I'll be standing out in the cold. I think it's pretty cold down there. It's supposed to get cold. <laughs> it's not bad today, but okay. they're saying it's going to get kind of down below zero at night for two or three nights. So. You bet. You bet. You're trying to make me feel at home, and I don't like it. You don't like it. No, no, no. You're <laughs> no. supposed to be warm when we come down here, right? 
Yeah, if I want to be cold, I could stay home. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. So our plan, Sam, is this is pre-show, of course, for the first round, which is Thursday night at 730. We will get together on Friday morning. We'll do a recap of what we saw in that first round. Get that out to our listeners. Uh, want to get that up as quickly as we can so they can be caught up. Uh, and then we will also talk about the upcoming round, which is Friday night. That'll be round number two at 730. And we're going to continue that. That all the way through um, all the way through so we'll do the final wrap up on Sunday afternoon um, which should be about five o'clock six o'clock uh, the rodeo should be coming to an end so we're going to get everything wrapped up and in the meantime we're going to go to the IPRA contracts act showcase we're going to go to the old timers reunion there's going to be a lot of stuff the buckle awards every night at 10 30 we got a lot of stuff on our agenda Sam so get your nap in today because we're going to need some energy. We got to roll. Okay. Well, thank you for allowing me to get some sleep. But uh, it will be a busy weekend, but it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a great weekend, fun weekend. Looking forward to see all the great folks that are going to be there. So we hope that you enjoyed our conversation about the upcoming IFR. And, of course, that opens up on Thursday evening. If you do, please share it with your friends. Let them know we're going to be posting every day. So you better follow us. You better find us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're for, we're on Beyond the Shoots. Uh, search for Beyond the Shoots, I should say, and follow us. Uh, I will put this up on our Facebook page. The links will be there. So find that Beyond the Shoots, our group page. Come come follow us, so you'll be notified when these things happen. We'd like to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. Sam, they help us go down the road. Help. BTC get on the road again as we head to Guthrie, Oklahoma. And of course, Parasite System is a push button parasitic diagnostic system for pasture animals, your horses, your cattle, your goats, your sheep, and your chickens. And now a brand new machine for your veterinarian, for your companion animals, for your dogs and your cats. And you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. And remember, we got a coupon. Stop by and see us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, a sheet that will show you that coupon, BTC023, for 50% off your test kits. Come in. We'll talk Parasite. I've got test kits that I'm going to be taking along to show you what it's all about. And this is Beyond the Shoots with... Sam Swearingen. Until we talk again on Friday, this is Doug Simcox. Thank you for listening.